Welcome back to the Nocturnal Dialogues podcast. If you're joining us for the first time today, thank you for stopping by. I'm Greg, the host of this podcast. And I'm Anna, the co-host of this podcast. Through this podcast, we aim to inspire you in our community. And so for today's episode, we'll be doing a case study on taking initiative as youth, a population sometimes uh, lacking a substantial platform within our community. And so with this, we'd like to touch base more about the importance of stepping stones in our pursuits. And so today's episode alludes directly from our dialogue in episode one, and we'd like to continue this conversation, placing an emphasis on youth taking action, from finding a source of fulfillment to potentially transforming this interest into a life vocation. I think Anna and I can both agree that high school is a time to broaden our perspectives on the change we can make as youth and challenge the status quo as we know it. Today, we really wanted to spotlight youth in our community taking action for the things that pique their interest. With these intended pursuits, we wanted to showcase the stepping stones needed to streamline one's endeavors as youth within our community. From universalizing education to providing resources to disadvantaged populations, Emily, the founder of UCAN, uniting children across nations, has exemplified what it means to produce an everlasting project from her ambitions. And so with that, we'd like to introduce Emily. So hi, everybody. I'm really excited to be on Nocturnal Dialogues today. Um, I love your podcast. I think what you guys do has a lot um, of weight and a lot of prevalence in especially our youth years. And I'm really glad the conversation is being started. So just a little bit about me. Um, I'm a rising senior in high school. So obviously, you know, it's a busy time, but I make a lot of um, intent. I set a lot, I set aside a lot of the goals and intentions to really you know, focus on the impact of my actions. So that's kind of what led me to um, start this organization. And then in my free time, I just love listening to the same songs and repeat, um, singing, dancing, um, volunteering, just getting involved with the community and figuring out how I can further my impact. And so with that, I wanted to start off by asking how exactly did you can start? Like what prompted you to take the initiative to create this organization? Yeah, actually, if I'm being honest, um, I've always, like ever since reading the book, I Am Malala, like it's always been the backbone of my mind, just recognizing how important education really is to me. Um, I think I've taken it for granted for many years. And then once I truly realized the impact and the the contributions it's had on my character, as well as my peers, um, I started to reference and research more into the disparities around the world. And a lot of that comes from, you know, most of my family is based in another country. So just seeing how they lack some opportunities in expanding um, different languages and acquiring opportunities in education made me realize how lucky and grateful I am for these opportunities. And it just started to blossom like that. Um, So yeah, that's basically how the idea came along. I partnered with one of my closest friends, Sana Hamid, and we just started building and creating and bringing our vision to life. Yeah, that honestly sounds really inspirational to just like everyone who's listening right now. And so for the viewers who might not know what UCAN is, can you briefly like give a explanation of it? Yeah, most definitely. So Uniting Children Across Nations is a certified 501c3 nonprofit that provides educational support and materials to children all across the world. And we want to address, you know, gender gaps in education, how poverty is related to education and empowering 
um, others through cultural proactivity. So yeah, um, our main mission is to just empower children, especially those in underprivileged communities with the gift of literacy and education. Yeah, I definitely think that's a very inspiring mission. So I know like for a lot of people, starting out your own organization can be a very daunting task. Um, it entails like a lot of things that you may not even know about from the surface level. So with that, I kind of wanted to just preface some of, what were some of the struggles that you had in the initial stages of creating UCAN? That's a great question. I think, um, you know, with starting anything new from the ground up, there's bound to be obstacles along the way. Um, one of the main like, difficulties I faced personally was just finding my leadership style and, you know, communicating that with my team, just creating a flow that worked for us. Um, and obviously motivation is, you know, it, it's a great factor to have, but ultimately dedication and perseverance is what is necessary. So just developing a great system to produce um, quality results over time was one of the greatest difficulties I faced, but I'm really glad that ultimately I was able to experience that because I think I've grown a lot as a person, um, you know, recognizing what my values are, what I look for in partners, um, what I can improve on as well. So that's basically what I struggled with. Yeah, I definitely like how you like touched on how you're, how you kind of intertwine both your values and morals with your, um, your different passion products. And so with that, I kind of wanted to like understand how um, exactly you were able to use like these values and your leadership skills in order to scale you can to an international level. Like I've known that uh, you have conducted uh, several projects in multiple countries ranging across, spanning across multiple continents. So I find that really uh, fascinating for someone that is uh, as young as our youth today to be able to create such a big impact on a massive scale. So yeah, um, drawing back to the question, how exactly were you able to manage to uh, scale you can this far? Um, so I would have to say the power of social media and just really great communication um, is the key, I would honestly say. Because, you know, with the digital age we are in today, we have a lot to be thankful for, especially because it's allowed us to build a network around the world. Um, so yeah, honestly, recognizing opportunities when there is, um, you know, being fearless, being bold, but not reckless. So recognizing compatibility and then also just taking initiatives is extremely crucial. Um, so I think the main part of where we are today is the support we have also received from our peers, our teachers, um, our parents, people helping promote UCAN, um, some of the officers, amazing, absolutely amazing team at UCAN, all passionate people, honestly, a community that, have, that has the same goals, um, a very impact-minded work ethic, and then just referring back to our mission and recognizing at the end of the day, that's what our goal is brings us to be able to connect people from all around the world because they see that we care and they are invested. So yeah, I would definitely say focus on your values, place your impact above all, um, and you'll find yourself producing some really great results with amazing people. Yeah, and like going back to your, um, like how you were able to scale you can to such an international level. Can you maybe go in depth about like the internship opportunities that 
um, you gave out to people and just in general, the outreach of the outreach of your organization? Definitely. So recently we opened up an internship, our first one ever. Um, I was overwhelmed with the support. We received applications from all over the United States. So we had Utah, California, New York, um, Texas, Delaware. We just had applications from all over the U.S. and then also internationally, Nigeria, India, um, Singapore. It was amazing. I think that really shows that the youth nowadays are taking their their future into their own hands and also at the same time focusing on how they particularly can demonstrate growth um, and gain leadership experiences while also considering how to help others so that's the Porsche that's the main focus of our international um, outreach and then obviously connecting through similar programs and organizations to build projects together like in the previous, we had um, an AMA fundraiser that went towards promoting education, sponsoring children in other countries. And then, you know, current projects such as building like an e-platform for children to find um, opportunities and classes from. Definitely. And it, I really liked how you mentioned how our generation has been uh, kind of tasked with this responsibility to, uh, to create impact with the platforms we've been given. And so I, I find it really fascinating that, again, like a youth within our community are able to spread their message uh, past borders. So with that, I kind of want you to maybe um, explain to our, our viewers, like, what are some of the locations you've taught in? I want to kind of uh, give them a idea of the works that UCAN is doing. Yeah, so um, currently UCAN's main program is in Medellin, Colombia. Um, actually, the way we approached that was really interesting and I'll dive into that in a bit. Um, but we also have country ambassadors, so that's a way for our youth to get involved by reaching out to certain organizations in their homeland or countries that they specifically feel a strong connection to, to help UCAN expand. So we have country ambassadors in South Korea, Nigeria, um, India, China, Pakistan, um, Canada, just a lot of countries with youth that are all involved in helping us carry out our mission and also finding out new opportunities for themselves and their peers. Um, and I think it's really awesome just because when we're, you know, finding new tutoring opportunities or potential partnerships, it's a way for us to reflect and learn on cultural aspects that we may have not known before. So it promotes cultural understanding and just broadening our perspective. So when we make decisions, we're more open-minded and considerate of the people around us. Um, and going back to that, it really ties in with ultimate goal of just constantly learning about the worlds around us. Yeah, definitely. And so like you alluded to the Columbia project that you did. And so um, your the activities you did in Columbia actually really caught our interest. So how did the Columbia project begin? Like how was the experience? What did you learn in general? Yeah, so about the funny story. Um, I have been learning Spanish for a couple years now, I think four or five. And you know, one day I was just browsing on my Instagram and I come across this organization and I noticed that um, their page is in Spanish and they're based in Colombia. So 
I wanted to, you know, potentially try speaking Spanish um, to the best of my abilities. So I just split up, hit them up and said, hey, like, obviously in Spanish, we're in this organization. Um, we see that we have similar missions. Like, how are you doing? Just trying to build a relationship. And from there, we actually set up a meeting that night. I think it was almost like an instant connection. We really bonded through the fact that because their second language is English and my first language is English and, you know, their first language is Spanish, mine is second. It was just really fun and almost funny. Um, at first, you know, I, I texted Sana, my co-founder, and I was like, okay, so we're meeting with them tomorrow. We don't know who they are. How, what are some safety precautions we're going to take? Like, this could be anybody. We just started. We were still a little bit unsure. Like, we knew what we wanted to do, but we were not necessarily, you know, the safety nowadays. So, honestly, I'm really grateful it worked out. Um, it just goes back to taking opportunities where you see it. Um, doing research into the organization that you're partnering with and then finding out where your values align. Um, through this experience, I gained a lot. I would say I developed a really close friendship with the founder. Um, she's also around our age, learning about their culture. And through the tutoring program, I've been the main coordinator for it for this past year. And there's been a, a lot of technological issues that we've had to figure out, um, setting up ways to improve our tutoring program and even expanding, such as our educational development team that actually creates the materials for our classes. It's been a ride, but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I think it's honestly so exciting to be able to connect students and tutors who both have a passion for education and are willing to work together and like create this stimulating cultural environment. I see. And so uh, again, I just want to re-emphasize the fact that um, you're able to connect with different cultures in a way that we haven't really seen before, especially in a community of our youth. And so with that, I was kind of wondering, like, have you ever experienced any language and barrier language barriers um, as a problem with any of your ambassadors? As I know that you have ambassadors in multiple countries. So has there ever been like a communication problem or any types of barriers you've had in conducting your mission? That's actually really interesting. And I think luckily, you know, for the most part, we've been good there. Um, because English is more globalized, but certainly, um, you know, with certain organizations that we've had to communicate with that are based in other countries, the communication, the main idea is always, you know, always communicated. You know, there hasn't been any issues there. In specifics, there definitely have been times where we had to kind of like read message again, put some pieces together and going back to the Colombian partnership, so remember how I said I started off, you know, reaching out in Spanish? Um, right. My scope didn't cover that far, obviously. I'm still learning Spanish. So I had to refer to um, our good old translators, digital translators, and I'm talking to Google Translate. And, you know, eventually I think they caught on that I wasn't proficient. You know, Google Translate tends to translate things literally. Uh, so luckily, you know, they were able to communicate in English and then from there, it's just been a mutual understanding and ultimately because we share such a strong passion for, you know, bettering our community with education related opportunities and impact that any sort of language barriers has just been completely, you know, set aside because ultimately at the end of the day, 
we're both confident um, and passionate about what we're trying to accomplish. So we're able to work through that. Yeah, I, I find that very enlightening how you were able to use your mission and your more your principles as a leader, um, as a manner of kind of deflecting any of the obstacles you would um, face as in your organization. And so uh, I kind of wanted to um, ask you what kind of evidence, what kind of advice would you have for individuals who are looking to start an organization, but they feel kind of uh, nervous or uh, shocked by, the, by how um, extensive uh, this process could be? That's a great question. And I think, um, you know, over time, I still have a lot to learn, but certainly along the way, I've gathered some insight that I would love to share. So I think first and foremost, I mean, approaching the idea is a scary concept in itself. But at the end of the day, if you are confident in your abilities and you're committed to carrying out whatever you have in mind, um, especially if you think about the impact, especially a positive impact that you have on people, go for it, just go for it. Um, I know for me, it's been in the back burner and then one day I said, you know, it's time. Like it's time that I take action um, and it just happened. So you never know, right? It's, it's grown so much. It's grown more to what I could have imagined from the beginning. So just go for it. Even if it means just creating an Instagram page and letting your friends your family know hey this is something i'm really interested in it'd be great if i could have your support um maybe give a quick follow to just keep yourself posted on what we're trying to accomplish um also going back to what i said earlier about how motivation is, inc is an incredible kickstarter but not necessarily something you can use to fuel consistency you have to make sure whatever you are doing is out of your, it stems from your passions, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, you could be arguing or, you know, advocating for something that you see others advocating for, but you're not as passionate about, and it'll show. Eventually, you know, that passion you supposedly had would will fizzle out, and then you're left with something, you know, you, you kind of start regretting things. So definitely make sure it's your passion. Um, connect. Connecting is so important. Um, like the partnership with Columbia, I would have, we would have never even had that opportunity if I just didn't say hola, como estas, right? Like it honestly stems down to being bold, just like how you guys started this podcast, recognizing an issue and addressing that to the best of your abilities and using the resource and privilege that you may have to help others or carry out whatever you want to. Um, some more technical things, I think dream big, but set realistic goals. So definitely have a mission or an overarching theme that you want to convey. But in order to really make progress, you have to set certain standards and develop a way that works for you and your team to realistically carry out goals. Um, I know for me personally, when I reach these little goals, even if it's a small win, such as improving communication or facil facil facilitating such and such, it brings me a lot more confidence and it spurs me on to continue. So that's really important. And then ultimately, I just want to say, whatever you do, create a positive environment where creativity, intellectual vitality and communication are all encouraged. Because I think the whole purpose of taking initiative is to you know make an impact on other people, with what you have. 
So when you are using your resources, but also encouraging others to provide input and then seriously considering what they're what they have to offer um, in terms of like advice, past experiences, and then future dreams, you guys can work together to accomplish something that's a lot larger than what you initially might have imagined. Yeah, honestly, like through this entire conversation with you, I can definitely tell that your organization slash nonprofit is definitely staying true to your vision. And like, despite all of your super immense rapid growth, through like continents and countries. So I just feel like that's really amazing. And the fact that you keep on telling um, other people how like passion has been fueling your entire journey. Um, what are some future plans for your expansion? Yeah, so um, currently UCAN is partnering up with several organizations. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier that we have a digital platform where youth can find opportunities. So that's in the works with some similar-minded student organizations. And then we're about to host a back-to-school like activity class session where youth can find different types of classes such as chess, or taught by like grand chess masters or like writing from published authors, just offering really um, effective and quality experiences for the community is definitely something we want to continue doing. So recently we gained a fiscal sponsorship, which was amazing. Um, I really want to thank everybody who's able to refer me to the company and um, hosting workshop for students. So potentially career related things uh, for the older youth and then expanding our tutoring program is obviously going to be something we're continuously working towards and then starting scholarship funds for our underprivileged students especially you know if they have a local summer camp they want to attend we can help them in any way financially that would be great so a personal thing that i want to accomplish that one day potentially you know might fall into you can is to start a school for people specifically i think i want to cater this towards women who haven't had as many educational opportunities in underdeveloping countries um, to practice medicine. Um, I think it's really important because they'll be able to provide their community a stable and safe way to um, access healthcare. And then also we wanna just continue having youth get involved in the community. So local volunteering, such as reading books to children at schools, supporting small businesses through cultural events and just expanding our team. At the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. We are trying to have a community of like-minded people who are passionate about empowering others through the gift of education, even if it's a small thing, such as you know, simply reposting our stories or you know, commenting um, on our posts means a lot to us. So I think after this entire conversation, I, I just find your mission very enlightening and the work that you've been doing with UCAN is something that I believe will be a uh, stepping stone for others to use when making their own independent organizations. So with that, thank you so much, Emily, for joining us today and highlighting the ways that youth have taken initiative in our local community. I, as well as Anna, I'm sure really enjoyed listening to your firsthand experiences and uh, can't wait to anticipate UCAN's growth in the future. Understanding everything that is entailed 
involved in such a complex process has been something that is very insightful for both us and our listeners. So we'd really love to hear from you again. Thank you so much for having me. You guys were great hosts, um, Anna and Greg. I'm really glad we got to reconnect and Anna meet. Um, I was really glad I was able to share my story and I'd be happy to come back again if you'll have me. Um, I hope our listeners are able to take away something very valuable here today. And if you would like to support You Can, um, you can check out our Instagram. It's at U-C-A-N-A-T-I-O-N. So yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys around and thank you for listening today. And with that, thank you all for tuning in to episode four of our Nocturnal Dialogues podcast. We hope you'll join us again next time for the first season finale.